0: There's a battle raging in the hearts and minds and bodies of believers, and it's the battle between our faith and our emotions. This is the battle between what we believe and what we feel. Now, victory for healing breaks through and comes when we win this struggle and come to rest on nothing else but our faith. My name is Steve Hannett, and I'm the president of Every House, the host of the Be Healed podcast, and I'm excited to be able to bring teaching that releases the power of God through His Word. When Jesus went about all Galilee, He taught in their synagogues, He preached the gospel of the kingdom, and He healed all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Jesus is still doing the same work through his church by the Holy Spirit, and that's what the Be Healed podcast is all about. Okay, get ready to receive now all that God's love has prepared for you in episode number 14. Hey, welcome everybody. Glad to be with you again today, and this topic about faith and feeling and overcoming emotional barriers is such a relevant topic for so many people because it's something that we all struggle with. I don't know anyone that hasn't testified that at times they feel a difference between what they want to believe and what they're emotionally experiencing. And this struggle, as normal and common as it is, is definitely something that we have to overcome because Too many believers are thinking that they don't believe God because they don't feel like they believe God. And the emotional life and environment within them is experiencing such turmoil that they become led or put underneath the emotional realm rather than being led by the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. And here's the wonderful news. It's that the Holy Spirit, His leading, and the Word of God working together are absolutely, without any question, able to override any negative emotional environments that are inside of us. So I'm going to talk about the history and the root of why we struggle with emotions so much, why we rely upon them rather than the spirit. And then I'm going to offer some practical things as to how you can overcome those emotional barriers. So let's go to the book of Genesis. Yes, we're going to go all the way back there because that's really where we can discover a deeper and more full understanding of emotions and why we rely upon them so much. Well, let's look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. And it reads, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Now, when I've traveled around a bunch, I will often ask the question, How did God form us? And the answer comes back very commonly, he formed us of the dust of the ground. But they fail often to give that second part, that he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Well, when you look at this, man was created by a natural component, the dust of the ground, Then a supernatural component, the breath of life that filled that. And when man was created, he was created in the image of God. And this means that he's operating with three different areas. One being the body, two being the soul, and three being the spirit. And this was the creative design of God for mankind. And we enjoyed all three, we experienced life through all three of those dimensions. And each one of them enabled us to experience a different dimension of life. When God commanded saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall surely not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. When God gave that commandment in Genesis 2, verses 16 and 17, It was a major revelation that if they walked separately from God's word, that they were going to lose the life that God had given to them. Remember, he said in Genesis 2 verse 7, that man became a living being. That was because God breathed his breath of life into man. There is a spiritual, supernatural component to this breath or this ruach of life that God imparted to them. So when God said you're going to die, it was the revelation that you're going to have a loss of that component, that spiritual life that is God's in your created being. In other words, they still walked around on the earth. The dust of the ground that they were created from was still moving. They still had a soul, but they lost the spirit, the life of God. And from that moment, that's called the fall of mankind into sin. In Genesis chapter 3, when they did listen to Satan's word, and they listened to Satan's lies, and they listened to Satan's temptations, and they ate that fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Indeed, they lost that spiritual life. So from that point onward, mankind really functioned with two of the three dimensions of God's creative design. Mankind now only lived with the soul and the physical needs, the body. But that spiritual component of tapping into the awareness and the life of God was gone. So instead of having three that they lived by, they really lived only by two. Now, each person, when they come into the world, is born or begotten with that fall. And so there's this reality that from the time that people are born prior to becoming born again or begotten of God, that they're living their life with two of the three dimensions of God's created design, the soul and the body. Now, how is this important? Well, it's important for a number of reasons. The first is that a lot of people don't know that the soul is a description of the very essence of who a person is. It's their mind. It's their emotions. It's their will. It's what they think, it's what they feel, and it's what they desire to do. So when we're thinking about overcoming the emotional barriers for healing and living by faith rather than feeling... We have to understand that our whole life has been really reliant upon living by the soul and the body. Yes, again, the soul is the dimension of us where the emotional realm is. And then the second part, the body, living by physical needs, being led by what our body is telling us. A lot of people even today say, listen to your body. But in the realm of getting healed, you don't want to listen to your body because your body may be telling you that you're sick. And we've got to tap into other realms because when your soul, your emotions are underneath a cursed thing like sickness, disease, discouragement, and your body is sick, we may fall underneath the very things we need breakthrough in. And so our whole lives, I mean many years, for some people it may be 10 years, for some people it may be 15 years, for some people it may be 50, 60, 70 years of listening and being bound to only two of the three creative dimensions of the human being. This means we have a lot of experience listening to, being led by, and coming under the emotions and the thoughts and the physical feelings that we have. But I want to declare to you that when we become saved, when we become begotten of God, there is a restoration of that third component, that spirit, that ruach, that breath of life, that salvation, restores us back to the original created design of the father when we become saved we become spiritually alive our spirits are born again this means we're supposed to live this life with all three dimensions now but we're not supposed to live primarily by the body or by the soul but actually we're now as christians as believers as children of God, we are supposed to live primarily by the Spirit. So now you begin to see the framework or the infrastructure or the the field of the battle. Our whole lives, we've been trained and experienced and learned and relied upon all that we had, the body and the soul. But now as believers, we have a whole new dimension, the Spirit, which is more powerful exponentially more powerful, but we have little experience and little learning with living by that. And so there's a struggle that's happening in many people's lives between living the old life rooted in feeling and sensory knowledge of the body and living by faith rooted in the revelatory knowledge of the spirit. So now we can see that a lot of believers are stuck often in between or they vacillate going back and forth between these two different realms. Now, the breakthrough for healing does not happen in the realm of sensory knowledge. It happens in the realm of revelatory knowledge. The gifts of the Spirit, the anointing, the faith of God that we spoke about in episode number 13, All are operating and functioning according to the spirit of God. Now, one of the most powerful illustrations of this in the scripture is found in Jesus's life. And it's found in the very beginning of his ministry during the time when Satan himself tempted Jesus. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. The first verse says, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterward, he was hungry. Now, I want to just stop there for a moment and and tell you that the first thing that we read is that Jesus was led by the spirit. He was in the wilderness and he was tempted by the devil because Jesus was being led by the Spirit. And I fully believe that Jesus was being led by the Spirit into the wilderness because he was overcoming what we failed in as humanity. In other words, the temptations of Jesus in the wilderness were Satan's attempt to get Jesus to live by the soul and the body. And if he can get somebody to live purely by the soul and the body, they will be led by those things and they will be underneath Satan's temptations. But Jesus in this text is going to face Satan, but he's not going to live by his body or by his soul. He's going to be led and live and do battle by the spirit. Because Jesus is without sin. He has all three dimensions operating on the earth, unlike any other human being upon the earth. So it says here in verse 3, Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. All right, here it is. Jesus fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible says very correctly, afterward, he was hungry. Now, this level of hunger is something that most people have never experienced before. What a physical need that Jesus Christ is going through right now. And what does the devil give to him? He gives him a temptation to turn the stones into bread. It is an appeal to have Jesus yield to the physical needs, feelings, and desires that he has. But Jesus says it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. It says that man should live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is the key. Jesus in the beginning of the temptations is declaring, I'm not going to live by my feeling. I'm not going to live by my physical need. I will live by the very word of God. In other words, that which proceeds from his mouth is what will determine my actions, what will determine how I live, what I do, how I respond, what I speak, how I move. Well, the the devil in verse five just shifts right there because he got shut down. He, he got defeated and the devil had to move to something else. In verse five, it says, then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands, they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now the devil was really getting into some stuff here in verse five, because Jesus said you're supposed to live by the word of God. So the devil says, well, then hears the word of God, and he, he leaves part of the verse out of Psalm 91, verse 11 in this text, and, and tries to twist the meaning of it and, and tempt Jesus to test God and to operate in the word incorrectly. And Jesus sees right through it, and he now is saying, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. He waged the warfare with the word of God. In verse number eight, it says, Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came. And ministered to him. What a powerful verse here. Satan tempts him with pride and with lust of the kingdoms of the earth and all the things of the earth and appeals to his emotions. And that's not his physical need, that's his emotional need. And all kinds of things are inside of this. We don't have quite the time to unpack, but he is attacking Jesus. And what does Jesus do again? He says, It is written. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, the victory of overcoming emotional barriers is to make the decision to live by that third dimension of God's creative design, by the Spirit and by the Word of God. Our born-again natures are created from the Word. It teaches us that in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 that we've been begotten of the Word of God. We've been made by it, and now we need to live by it. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, in chapter 5, verse 16 to 17, says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Oh, I want to tell you, there is a war that's going on between the spirit and the flesh, but we are called to live in the spirit. We're called to walk in victory as believers in Jesus. We are not slaves to our emotions. We are not slaves to our thoughts. But we are called to be bondservant slaves to the Word of God. It means we're called to be in submission to His Word. And there have been times that that I have struggled greatly while praying. And I've been reminded by the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, that I've been commanded to follow. I've been commanded to be with Him. I love when God spoke to Joshua. He says, have I not commanded you to be strong and to be very courageous? He commanded him to not be afraid. Jesus in Matthew chapter 14 commanded Peter and the disciples to not be afraid. Throughout the scripture, God commands us, do not be afraid. It's because he's saying, do not live by that fallen emotional state, but live by the word, live by the power, live by the spirit, live by the provision of heaven. And you will see the victory that your emotions and your entire soul will become dramatically blessed as we live by the spirit. And so first we live by the power, the spirit of holiness, the Holy Spirit through the word of God, by the power of God. And this brings victory over every emotional pattern that you may have suffered through. It is a supernatural provision, and it's provided to you and to me every day upon this earth. Do you want to know the secret, the key, the core, the quintessential thing we need to do to overcome and have victory? Here it is, Galatians chapter two, verse 20, the apostle Paul tells us, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I believe the Apostle Paul understood that that old nature and the plaguing of that old experience in the old nature was not something that should be coddled, studied, and put on a shelf. He knew it should be crucified. He knew the way to victory was to live the life of faith. He says, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. You may have gone through emotional trauma, painful things. You may have had patterns built up over many years. But I want to encourage you that even moments of clarity in the Spirit override and overwhelm and bust through and break through and destroy every emotional barrier for healing. The devil may be tempting you today. He may be lying to you, telling you there's no hope for you, telling you what the doctors diagnosed you with over and over in your head. He may be putting imaginations and evil thoughts in your head, even sending dreams and plaguing your thoughts and your mind and your emotions with things of evil, things of intimidation. But I want to tell you today that he's lost you. He's lost ability to control you. He's lost influence over you. He's lost the authority over your life. If you are a believer in Jesus, you can make the decision and tell him today Satan, I will no longer be led by my body and by my feelings. I will be led by the spirit of God and by the word of God. You can put them on notice and say, devil, I will no longer be led by you. I will be led by my father, my Lord, my savior. I will be led by Jesus the Christ. You can declare now with me and make declaration for a shift to overcome the barriers. Let's do it together right now. I declare in the name of Jesus that I will no longer be bound to the leading of my body and my feelings. I declare that my faith will not be determined by my feelings, but my feelings will be determined by my faith. I declare, God, that I desire to be led by your spirit, and I will listen to your word. Lord, help me, God, to live by every word that proceeds from your mouth. I declare and choose faith in your word, not in my feeling. I declare that my body shall be healed and the symptoms shall regress and disappear. I do not need to feel it. I do not need to have a physical shift as a sign. No, I declare the shift is happening in my faith. And I declare I shall see My faith. Yes, I declare that I will not walk by sight, but I will walk by faith. Lord, I take up the cross and I willingly crucify my flesh, my old nature and my propensity, my reliance on my feeling and my body. Lord, moving forward, I will rely only upon your word. I will rely only Only upon that which you speak, that which you say, that which you command in the name of Jesus. So body, get in alignment with the word of God. Feelings, get in alignment with the word of God. Soul, get in alignment with the word of God. For now I live my life through faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave his life for me. Praise God. I know a shift to happen today. Go ahead. Make sure you're in God's word because that's the source of our faith. I know the spirit of God is going to lead you. Your breakthrough is coming. And please write us. Let us know what God is doing in your life and how this message has blessed you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Beehild podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of His grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.